0: Guys, we have a special bonus episode for you today. Coming midweek. Back in the season one era, we recorded substantive cinema on Black Panther.
1: Yeah, we actually we did that. I don't know if you recall this because it was like two years ago this was the winner of the poll we said hey audience yeah what do you want us to right. talk about for our next substantive cinema this was like our third or our fourth one An inception almost well, there's still chance in the future and though, guys. thank you i do remember ethan vote if you're listening you're the only one who voted for blind spotting which is what i was pushing hard for <laughs> maybe one day we'll talk about that masterpiece but here we are talking about black panther a um a blockbuster for sure but also a very substantive film and now, in the wake oh, of Chadwick Boseman's tragic, seemingly from a yeah. human perspective, his untimely death, uh, just kind of hits a little differently. Yeah. And, and can
0: you imagine watching this film now, knowing that this whole time that this man is a superhero as Black Panther, yeah. a king he's, and a superhero he's battling cancer? Yeah, that's it, it's it's just wild. Um and it's, and it's deeply moving. And so we hope you guys enjoy what we had to say and some of our exploration of Black Panther.
2: Enjoy. My name is King T'Challa, son of King T'Chaka. I am the sovereign ruler of the nation of Wakanda. And for the first time in our history, we will be sharing our knowledge and resources with the outside world. Wakanda will no longer watch from the shadows. We cannot. We must not. We will work to be an example of how we as brothers and sisters on this earth should treat each other. Now more than ever. The illusions of the vision threaten our very existence. We all know the truth. More connects us than separates us. But in times of crisis, the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers. We must find a way to look after one another as if we were one single, single. 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 single.
0: You've landed on the substance. I'm your host, Trevor
1: Aiken. And I'm your other host, Philip Marinello.
0: We're two guys thinking critically about faith, culture, and theology.
1: And we're back for one of my favorites, substance Here cinema. It is. Substantive cinema. It's,
0: it's, I'm telling you, that is so hard to say.
1: Substantive cinema.
0: You got to hit the T, just like you told me last time.
1: That's very wise of me. I don't remember that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, you know, I do all that editing, so I hear all that over and over again.
1: So welcome, listeners, uh, back for another edition of Substantive Cinema, this time brought to you by you guys. Yeah,
0: your choice. Listener choice. Well, that's the thing. Listener choice awards. That's not this thing, though. This thing is something you guys picked out from some polls that we did on the social media, and Philip was actually kind of sweating it there for a second.
1: Oh, yeah, let's tell this story. We didn't even talk about this in the uh, prep for this episode, but I am. Thank you, every single listener, every single listener who voted for Black some, Panther. Some people might have voted twice. I was really, I mean, maybe saying, you voted twice anonymously. Saying, I thought
0: people in the Marinella family. I,
1: I didn't vote at all. That. Did you vote on Twitter? I didn't vote all. Okay, no, I didn't I vote at all because tw- Twitter's anonymous. Yeah. And oh, is people could have voted t- oh, on Twitter see, and you would have not seen. I didn't even know that. Okay, well, I'm glad you moment. didn't because you probably would have voted for stupid Inception. No. <laughs> so, I told you I wasn't so, going to vote on it. I and and to... I didn't vote either. I almost I voted on Twitter for Black Panther <laughs> when Inception <laughs> – but I didn't. Okay, so but I, we had the idea to open it up to you guys because we've been getting some – which is kind of help boost – the community and interaction, we, sure. we got some really good Absolutely. feedback from you guys, but I uh, wanted to hear back from you this because the, show. the substantive cinema shows and the substantive stories with Kina and Love Made mm-hmm. and looking forward to some of the the music ones too, those ones just honestly on bare numbers, those are the ones that people seem to really like the most or mm-hmm. those are the ones that non-regular substance listeners come to the most. Those numbers are way higher than yeah. the normal episodes, which is great. So I wanted to put it out there for you guys to see what we wanted to talk to. And so I picked a list of movies because as I'm sure we're going to get to in this show and we talked about in the media roundup of 2018, Trevor Mm -hmm. is not a movie guy. No. So I I put together a list of I think four or five movies that I like. And I was like, well, actually, Mm -hmm. Trev, you got anything? He's like, oh, it's a pretty good list. And before I went to do it, he goes, well, actually, I got one. Put Inception on the list. And I was like, Inception? Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, because I didn't think anyone would vote for it. and. Just for the record here, Trav, I, I love Chris yeah. Nolan. Yeah, I yeah. like Inception. Inception is a good movie, and you could say it's a Dude. thoughtful movie. When I, I, when love I thought about talking for like cinema. fifty minutes to an hour yeah. about the substance of Inception, like I feel like for me, once you get because you're all about like let's talk about the substance, not about the film. Yeah. Once you get beyond like ideas are powerful. That's huge. I, yeah, that, but that's it. Like, no. what else? Dream anyway, okay. Dream Hypothesis. This isn't the ideas are huge. That's, this this is isn't a different the episode. inception episode. This is a different that's the episode, episode that's not going to happen. That's the
0: episode everybody's going to vote on next time. So no, it's not it going to be
1: enough. We're just going to decide to do blind spotting next because we need d- to you talk decide, about that listeners, one. You decide. If we let you. So, <laughs> Black Panther, um, pretty big hit. Like, really kind of took the entire world by storm last year. It came yeah. out in 2018. It was the first uh, Marvel movie of the year that year, coming out in February, Mm -hmm. which is traditionally not a great time for Mm. big movie. Not a great time for movies. Typically, January and February, you get a lot of stinkers. And Hmm. big companies hardly ever release things in Feb, like in the early part of the year because you have The summer's where the money is Christmas is where the money is and then towards the end of the year If you want to get Oscar nomination, you want to be fresh in the heads of the judges So typically there's not a whole lot of great stuff that comes out in the first three months of the year
0: They were being purposeful in releasing it in February too, right? They
1: were cool because they also had the Avengers coming out in the summer. They had Infinity War, right? So you can't have Black Panther one week trying to get it have it make all the money and then try to have Avengers also make all the money, kind of have a bit of a conflict, plus Black Panther played a role in that, and so did Wakanda. Well, Actually Wakanda probably played a bigger role than Black Panther.
0: And it's probably not unimportant that February is Black History Month.
1: That's very true. Yeah. I didn't even think of that right now. Yeah, no, that that was huge. <laughs> yeah. I knew a lot of my friends and the people that I follow on social media, black creators and people in the comic book space and in the film space, just going nuts. I was pumped, but like mm-hmm. There was a special kind of energy there, and the numbers bore it out. $1.3 billion worldwide. That's,
0: that's a lot of dollars.
1: Amazing. And very vindicating because you have the worldwide statistic. Mm-hmm. Last year was also where Crazy Rich Asians broke a bunch of records as well. Mm-hmm. But with Black Panther, $1.3 billion domestically, you can say, hey, movies that have a more diverse set of representation are viable so that studio execs have – Less kind of fallbacks as to where they don't have any excuses to not fund certain things that have the feature good minorities creators yeah. or good actors, but that have minorities.
0: Sure, yeah, so that was great. Yeah, you could probably fill this room with the dollar bills. Uh, oh, money that well. Yep,
1: and several others.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what about the movie was... What are some of the things that you're thinking of as substantive let's sense?
1: start, uh, before we drive right into that, is first yeah. impressions. We saw the movie together for the first yeah, time. That's I that's true. I drug you to the theater.
0: Which is typically how I get there. Yes. But yeah, you know, here's the thing. I like me a big marble film. I'm not the kind of guy who goes to theater to see a think piece, right? Like, you know... I, I'm, I do know. Well, if I'm going to spend money and go to the theater, it's because... Whatever they're playing, I wanna see on a big screen with really loud speakers and a nice seat. Like Absolutely. That's the whole point for me. And I think it's kind of that blockbuster kind of thing that I'm going to see. And
1: you gotta see the just, spectacle. You gotta have yeah. the, the theater experience for the spectacle film. I've seen some
0: of the lead up to this film, right? And some of the stuff. I don't remember which movie it was where King
1: dies or whatever civil war yeah so that's where Black Panther was introduced yeah
0: and so I'd seen all that kind of stuff I'm like oh this looks really interesting like this which we also saw in
1: the theater together (laughs) probably
0: and so I remember watching it and I honestly had mixed first impressions
1: okay tell me about that well so so I had seen it before with mm -hmm. my wife on opening weekend. Absolutely blown away. I might even get to some of the anecdotes of that as we get through here, but thought it was incredible. And I know that you sometimes go to the theater for Marvels mm-hmm. and sometimes wait. And I was like, "Hey man, you need to go see this. We need to go see this together in the yeah,
0: theater." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that opening night or was where you had the experience. You'll probably talk about a little yes. bit later. But I have I had different thoughts and feelings about it then than I do now after another watching of it.
1: Well, tell us, your, let's Netflix. start with first impressions. But and then the we first
0: can maybe. impression I had was I, I really, I really felt mixed. I, I felt like there was a way in which kind of the villain and everything that he stood for was glorified in the movie in some way. Like, and, and that kind of relates to some things we'll talk about later, but I really did think that like, they kind of blurred the lines a little bit on right. Like what was right, like who was right and who was wrong. And like, sure I that was the tension I felt at first when I watched the movie was was this kind of thing of like man like if I'm those kids that they depict in in Oakland the hero the hero for me is Killmonger the hill the hero for me isn't necessarily Black Panther it might it might even be Killmonger and so that was kind of my first take and I didn't know how I felt about that honestly but at the same time I was like you know it was a fun movie. I, it was
1: a lot of really cool what stuff. What a good point to jump cool in and sex, say but... we don't want to be too structural or segmented with this. One of, if not the best villains that the MCU has put on screen. And I've yeah. heard some hot takes to where so many people have said that and acknowledged it because it's very clearly the case mm-hmm. that some that now the pendulum's swinging backwards. Oh, Killmonger's kind of overrated. Like no, if you watch that mm-hmm. movie from mm-hmm. top to bottom. Honestly, I mean, you have Claw, you have uh, Martin Freeman's character's name's escaping right. me right now, but it doesn't have to be connected to everything else. It's a phenomenal movie from top to bottom that mm-hmm. has an immensely compelling villain. That's so true. Or antagonist. He's a villain. He's a villain, but a villain. I feel like antagonist is maybe even
0: well, he's, better. The thing, I think the thing is, is he's just so... And the right word is sympathetic. Like you can, yeah. you can feel his pain, like he, and and you can feel like his cause, and you can feel why he gets where he is. You know what I mean? Sure. It's not like one of those things where like the villain is given his monologue in a comic UA, and you feel like, well, this guy's just off his rock. Yeah,
1: right? he wasn't a real mustache twirly. He wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. megalomaniac. He was, he was a guy who'd been hurt and a guy who felt oppressed and a guy who felt like his people were given a bad hand and
0: he was trying to fix it in his own way. Yeah. So, yeah. And and so uh, that was the tension I felt. And, and like I said, I don't, I'm not in the same spot now as I was then on it, but at the time I did feel like really torn by that fact. Cause so I think it was hard for me to handle and deal with like this villain that is not, maybe cut and dry black and white just bad.
1: Any other uh, memorable first impressions?
0: Um, That was the one that really sticks out to me is the thing I walked away from the movie thinking about and usually is like some one strong thing I'm thinking about. Nice. The rest of it, I mean I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. So fun. Obviously, the tech was insane. Cool. The tech was insane. Oh, so cool. And you being a, tech, a guy. tech guy. Yeah. yeah, It's always fun and like the suit, All that super vibranium cool. stuff,
1: the suit and the, and the little hollow and bracelets too, and stuff. Like the
0: way that they weave like some of these design ideas and things that are in the comic books. That are like kind of uh, like nerdy ish is not the word I'm looking for, but like you know what I mean. And they're like comic-y. It's like sure. all like this kind of kitschy. I don't know if that's the word either. But it's well, I mean like it was off. The same- but then you're trying to bring it into a movie yes. and do it in a way that's not like just totally like buffoonery, but like yeah. totally ma- that that makes sense in some. Well, way. And that's
1: also a really wonderful thing. There's probably not a ton of them we can necessarily hit for what we're trying to do, but just critically speaking and. From a craft perspective, Marvel Studios does a wonderful job of taking things in comic books Mm -hmm. and putting them to film in a way that's feasible and plausible Mm -hmm. and that you're not like, this is ridiculous. Just kind of Mm -hmm. offhandedly, I remember, I think it was the first Thor uh, I remember seeing and being so excited that like Asgard and the Rainbow Road and all these things, like I was seeing on the screen and it wasn't dumb. Yeah, I was just like Like, Kevin Feige and all those directors and the writers Uh and the producers like they know what they're doing.
0: Well, and I think that's the thing is like they've really blazed that trail of thinking critically through like, okay,
1: Yeah, DC, take note.
0: (laughs) Yeah. How do we actually bring this thing and bring meaning to this and like integrate it into the cultural moment of the film that we're trying to produce and like. And be real to the
1: the heart of the character, but emotional through lines to to today, to an audience. That
0: ties in with things that we understand. Because I know like one of the things that they were working on was the fact that in previous movies, they had already shown Black Panther. Sure. And the costume he was in there was not the costume they ended up wanting him to be in. Yeah. And so they actually figure out a narrative way to change it. And I didn't even realize that that was what was going on like when you watch it in the movie. But they do it in a way that... like. Brings introduces this other character, the little sister, and like who was her... one of
1: my favorites. Yeah, sure, he was excellent. So, I'm looking it up. So, Civil War came out in 2016, mm-hmm. uh, Black Panther came out in 2018. I, I'm pretty sure, if I'm not wrong, the production, like the prep of Black Panther, started in like 2010, 2011. Mm. So, they've been workshopping all this. They're so like, oh, it's cool, we can put him in Civil War so that we can bypass, we don't have to do like a hackneyed origin story again here's Mm -hmm. his character he's established he's real you have his father dying Mm -hmm. in Civil War that's kind of the catalyst to this movie so this movie can just go off and running still be over two hours Mm -hmm. but not waste any time
0: yeah absolutely and I think it's cool how like they work some of those elements into character development they're like they're doing it in a real storytelling way and that's what makes it not like and that's why multiple
1: of their movies are making almost a billion dollars making over a billion dollars because they're making quality films yeah
0: because they're understanding how how they need to think about those different story elements and bringing them into reality. And they're spending the work to actually like work on those elements to get them right before they start going into Absolutely. filming and production and all that. I stuff. I mean,
1: there was so much the the villain definitely stuck out to me. I think the, the other thing that I really took away my first, maybe there's kind of two things, but the main one mm-hmm. was just the family aspect of it. Mm kind of two ways you have the family on screen and then the familial response and the showing up to the movie mm-hmm. so the movie had a very strong family dynamic it kicked back to captain america civil war where t'challa's think, father died
0: i don't even think i've picked up on that theme so much as when you're saying that right now like now i see it now that you're saying that
1: it was huge and then the beginning of the movie starts with what this is going to be okay we f- we forgot to say this at the top of the show spoilers this is going to be a
0: we're going to talk about the movie
1: yeah we're going to talk about what happens
0: so stuff will happen
1: the film starts with um, what you end up finding out is T'Challa's uncle recounting the history of the Wakandan people to I guess Eric at that time before he becomes the character that ultimately becomes Killmonger mm-hmm. and telling the story of the greatness of the Wakandan people the strength of vibranium the mostly unified nature of the Wakandan people but then you have the one tribe that goes up to the mountains but then you also have the Wakandans who decide to keep to themselves and not help out their fellow man Mm -hmm. and you kind of see that family and unity and disunity like these are going to be huge themes you got his mother being a very strong character you actually Mm. he interacts with his father on the ancestral plane and Eric gets to Interact with his father on the ancestral plane. His sister's a great character. She's kind of like the James Bond gadget <laughs> guy know. to his like super spy. That's so great. And it's it's incredible. And then on the flip side, on the audience side, I've told you this story before. I, I tell it as often as I can. I was just so touched by I, I'd heard online about how whole families We're going to see this Mm -hmm. movie. I was like, that's pretty cool. Kids, parents, grandparents. Wow. And then when I showed up to my local Cinemark, I saw that. I saw that in line. I saw it in the theater. You literally had three, like multiple three-generation families, primarily black, coming out to see this movie because it was an event. Not that there haven't been uh, other black heroes before, other black superheroes or black protagonists. But, like, this was something special because it set – in Africa. Wakanda's mm-hmm. an African country. And one of the things of note that I was thinking about preparing for this show was I'm a huge movie guy, as you know, but when I think of Africa depicted in film, like I think of Blood Diamond and mm-hmm. District Nine and Hotel Rwanda right. and Beasts of No Nation and like The Last King of Scotland, like you don't think of Africa and Africans presented positively and strongly. Or in any strongly, kind of position of power. Or. Yeah. In a way that celebrates the good, not that there's no celebration in those things, but usually, man, it's about atrocity. And, I mean, it's gone through a lot of atrocity, so that's not – none of those things are inappropriate.
0: Africa's always, like, the subject of aid, right? Like, this is where you go to help out or, like, this is where people go to film stuff to make people feel bad.
1: Or telling stories (laughs) of trauma just to kind of – have awareness, like the Hotel Rwanda sure. or Beasts of No Nation, and things like that. With stuff that has genocide really happened. and child soldiers and things yeah. like that. So that's typically what you see right on the theater when it comes to Africa. So Black Panther was a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. And then the big kicker was after the movie was over. I have told you that before. I have never in my life seen mm-hmm. this. So one of the things and that you've
0: gone to a few movies in the yeah. theater.
1: I would be interested. To see the actual number, definitely hundreds. Um I wonder if I've seen over a thousand movies in the theater. Do you I'm think not sure Kevin has like
0: a stats page that you can like
1: sure. maybe one day like see yeah. how many times you've got. I to can the catch theater. up on everything I haven't seen when I'm up there too.
0: Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> hey,
1: it's a perfect place. Why okay. not? <laughs> so after the film was over, um I sometimes like to go around and see what the posters are for the coming attractions and things like that. And as I was leaving my theater, there were people... Lined up to go to the future showings and I I was walking by a certain section of the theater and I thought it was another line for another showing of the movie. But when I actually kind of looked (laughs) and saw, it was people legitimately like I would say over 150 people or around 150 people waiting in line to take a picture of the black panther like standee like the movie poster standee there was like a cardboard t'challa yeah. there was over a hundred people in line to take their picture with it and like,
0: like we saw this opening night together as a family kind
1: of thing like it was that was that was we very need to document this. Event. yeah i've never seen anything like that. Because this is meaningful to me and my family yeah wow yeah so it, it was important are you like tearing up like right a little, now, bit, a little bit a little bit yeah but it was just fair. To, you yeah. saw these these families were having a moment of celebration and togetherness. Like mm. that's something that the the parents and the kids are mm. probably going to tell the next generation or two about. Like, yeah, I was there in twenty eighteen, and man, twenty eighteen, like what a great time yeah. for a movie <laughs> to have such positive. Yeah, we need we need that. Yeah,
0: family's so important. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's stuff that we've talked about with friends of the show and, and with folks at church and things like that, about like just the breakdown of the family and things like that and that being at the root of a lot of the societal struggles that we that we point to when we think about and you know to have a film to celebrate family in that way and to emphasize, sure. you know, the togetherness and to show healthy you know, kind of healthy relationship. relationships yeah, and yeah, how I mean, vital
1: they are to and some silly accomplish. Too, but sure. Like, yeah. But like how important those familial relationships are into accomplishing your goals, into growing into the man mm. or woman that you need to be. And it also <laughs> between uh, my sister and I, it gave us a really great gift. The uh, when Shuri and T'Challa were like checking out afterwards. I, I really love that. I send that. We send that to each other every now and then.
0: That's funny. Yeah. So. Family is a huge topic in there.
1: And the music. The music really stuck out, like how African it was, but also how modern it was. Like hearing hip hop as a big hip hop fan, Mm -hmm. hearing hip hop blare out in these amazing action scenes, like it was just completely, it was completely unique.
0: Yeah watching the movie there's just this awesome blend of dramatic moments with your action sequences that are really attention grabbing with things that are funny yeah um to kind of lighten up the mood of that moment like they just that formula they just have it down so well where it just it's a fun ride the entire time it it's saying something but like at the same time it's not like too heavy on that point and it's well the, yeah, and not that all never, of them do. Like, that's
1: that's why we picked Black Panther. Because I, I also feel like honestly, uniquely, hmm. and it's kind of interesting that it's Black Panther. I, I feel like the movie actually has a lot of things to say, and that's probably what we want to yeah. touch on a little bit here.
0: We want to talk a little bit about the uh, character and like some of the development, like the main character, the hero of the movie goes through. Sure. So setting up at the beginning, he's asking he's talking to his dad about Wakanda. Killmonger, yeah. Killmonger is at the beginning? Yep. Or is it Black Panther?
1: In Oakland, that's Killmonger and his dad.
0: When they do the sequence, though, like the animated
1: stuff, no,
0: talking about like yeah. the that's oh. Killmonger's
1: dad in Oakland.
0: Oh, I didn't even know that until this moment. <laughs> that's <all I> thought <laughs> well, because that,
1: that was the whole thing. It's like, why are we hiding ourselves? That's the question that opens up the movie.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So and
1: that's Killmonger's question that doesn't get answered, and then spoilers. Right. When he right. finds his dad dead, why are they hiding? They didn't help. They killed my dad. Then they left me here. Like right. that's what kicks off the movie.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of like chronologically. Yeah. So he asks, like, "And are we still hiding today?" And he's like, "Yes." And he's like, "Why?" There's also. So I didn't. I guess I didn't even mean to jump on the Killmonger because I was. I was actually thinking that was a Black Panther thing. So obviously, I'm learning about stuff still. <laughs> <laughs> I average moviegoer guy here, but. Black Panther himself, I think about. Uh, we were talking about family. That scene when he's talking to his dad, and there's just this really interesting moment that happens that kind of signals the almost like a defect, right? Like the flaw. What do you call that? Like in in story, when you talk about like somebody's not like a fatal flaw, but like a hero's like main flaw that they have that they need to deal with and overcome and face to kind of. Become the person that they need to be sure and he kind of like film has a really interesting way of signaling That is that when he meets his dad, he kind of bows to him again.
1: Okay, so after he has his Coronation service essentially right where he becomes the king which really emotional great scene with his mom beforehand Yep, because they were they were planning it seemed like the king may have been planning to pass on the throne while he was still alive but now he's dead it's going to him so t'challa had been preparing himself to take over and lead the people and his mom was like your dad and i talked about this so i don't know if they were definitely gonna wait until he was dead or not interesting but kind of how she's like this is your day this is your time he does it. He actually has a challenge of yeah. M'Baku. He's got the humorous challenge with Shuri where right. she raises like Shuri and she's gonna... like, no, quit it. <laughs> but then you also have the M'Baku and uh, the gorilla tribe. And that's some good like early kind of leadership. But you also yes. see
0: the kind of leadership the there. Dis- the,
1: the disunity mm-hmm. among the Wakandan people there.
0: And that's some of, like, the the power, like, it, it's almost like every weakness can be also played off as a strength in a different direction, right? Sure. And I think that that's kind of, he has this this weakness towards gentleness in a way, but also that can help him in his desire to see community and unity and to see the other perspective. And Are saying like, he
1: should have killed M'Baku? No, not at all.
0: Oh, okay. I'm saying that... That it's his strength in that moment is actually related to his weakness that you see in kind of almost the next moment. Gotcha. Okay. Where like he's doing the right thing there and pursuing unity, pursuing reconciliation, and like pursuing, and pursuing peace. the good. I, I thought it yeah. was a
1: great line every time I watch it. Hey man, stop! Like you need to lead your people. Mm-hmm. Don't don't be a fool. Like you you fought well. Like you're not going to win, you're and I don't want to kill you.
0: Right. And kind of that. He's pushing back on this kind of like honor and death before. Yeah, the brutal anything. system. And so he's not willing to go there. But then kind of with his dad, it's kind of like, yeah, but you also have to be willing to stand up for yourself sometimes and, and take the harder road, not just the softer one. So yeah, when
1: he goes to the ancestral plane, which I was talking about, I, I remember this where he, he meets his dad and the other Black Panthers and like he's bowing down like and his dad's like, hey. Get get up! Stand up! You're the king now.
0: Exactly. Like he's. It's still. It's like he has not recognized this positional change in power
1: that he needs to now. He'd essentially been the prince for so long, and maybe even been like waiting to lead. Yeah. Maybe even like getting stalled. Like he's. He's got leadership skills. He's got fighting skills. He's got people that look up to him and respect him. But he's not established as a leader. He just doesn't feel
0: ready yet. And. Man, I which can is actually, so
1: nice character-wise. Yeah. It's so nice to actually see like a character arc. Like T'Challa at the end is very different from T'Challa at the beginning. Well, and that's a good so story. satisfying, very like good story tells, dramatically. Yeah.
0: There's dynamic, like a dynamic character who who undergoes change. Like that's what we want to celebrate. But I, I can just say too that like I can I can almost empathize with yes. T'Challa in ways that I didn't realize yes. until like maybe just this moment where it's like
1: well, that you heard it here first. Feeling
0: of you're being called into something, and and you're like, man, I'm, am I ready? Am I ready for this yet? Sure. And feeling like there's got to be something more to prepare me. And and sometimes that feeling of not readiness is not actually a lack of preparation so much, maybe as a lack of confidence. Yeah. And that's kind of what his dad is telling him, right? He's saying, like, listen, like it's a dad's job to prepare a son. You know, for his death and his life. Oh, that stuff
1: gets me every time.
0: I I, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe that's a sense of topic, but did you want to talk a little bit about maybe how, why that might hit you in the field
1: particularly? I can answer your question, and it doesn't as much relate to this. I wanted to connect Mm -hmm. it to the the, some of the director's other work, but as some of the listeners who know me well know, uh, my father passed away when I was a senior in high school. Mm -hmm. I was... 16, 16, 17? I was 17. I was yeah. 17. So, yeah, like fathers and sons stuff, well told, truthful, traumatic, like stuff that has weight and stakes. Fathers and sons stories just get me. I was going to connect. So, Ryan Kugler directed Black Panther kind of amazingly as his third feature. So, he had a really good indie about. Uh, I'm dropping the guy's name right now, Fruitvale Station, about a young black guy killed in in Oakland. And then his second movie was <laughs> one we talked about on the Media Roundup. Yeah. He, he restarted the Rocky franchise via Creed. And Creed was huge. Creed and Creed 2. He didn't direct Creed 2. He was a producer on it. But the fathers and sons themes, like the whole, am I ready? Like, what's my relationship to my father and his legacy? And people knew my father as like the heavyweight champion of the world and T'Challa's people knew my dad as the king the benevolent good king for so long and I want to fall on his footsteps like Ryan Coogler gets those themes and does them so well
0: just like mentally distracted by like Scott Stapp for a moment
1: I don't know who that is
0: a lead singer of Creed but <laughs>
1: how awful sorry that's disgusting and whenever if we ever do a Creed we should do maybe even do Creed 1 and 2 as kind of like a a combo oh, yeah. substantive cinema so good, like and those themes especially, crazy good.
0: Cool. Sometimes
1: get get me get me the real good. The father son oh, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, because like, and it's interesting with T'Challa. You said he was trying to live up to his father, but his father was kind of the gentle and good king, or at least mm-hmm. at that stage of his life. Yeah. And we even find out throughout the film, his father wasn't perfect. His father made some fatal flaws that kind of set up the next Everything. generation of people to go through. A really terrible conflict that in the end it looks like definitely people were losing their lives over.
0: Yeah. There was no like death count in the war that happens, but it doesn't look like, you know, everybody I mean, comes out unscathed. people were coming at
1: each other with spears and rhinos and stuff. So yeah. I'm sure people, I'm sure guys were dying. Big
0: rhino, too, man. Things were well, dying. and
1: Killmonger was killing folks. Yeah,
0: 100%. I mean, if not, nothing else, spoiler alert, Killmonger dies. So,
1: yeah. So, I mean, when you look at this all, and sorry if we're jumping around if you haven't seen the movie or if you're a little unfamiliar, but so King T'Chaka, it's revealed probably about halfway I mean, through the movie.
0: If you haven't seen it, stop. Go watch it. Pick us back up right here. <laughs> we'll, we'll be waiting for you.
1: So you find out midway through the movie, yeah, the recent Killmonger can come to Wakanda and challenge T'Challa is because he is of royal lineage. Yeah. And some of the people are like, we've never heard of you. Like, who are you? It's like, I'm the son of N'Jobu, the the king's uh, brother. Yeah. And they're like, well, what? We didn't know N'Jobu had a son. Like, N'Jobu went off, and we never heard from him again. And then you find out that King T'Chaka killed mm. N'Jobu, his brother, and left his nephew, dude, Kilma or Eric, like fatherless. Yeah. Just ghosted him, like left.
0: I think this is an important point that I'm just thinking of right now. But like, how important it is for like people to tell. The truth, and to not like when you. I almost just did my Will
1: Smith impression. (laughs) The concussion. Tell the truth. (laughs) I haven't seen that one. I haven't either. I've only seen the trailer. Man, Will Smith's been kind of whack lately with some of this stuff.
0: I I was just thinking, like, when you hide something, like the power that comes that you lend to your enemies. Yeah, yeah. When when good people like hide the truth, or man, did you just see it again and again in history that? It does not come well. Like, if you had something that you think that you're not proud of, but can still speak to, like, here's where I was at. Here's what was true. Like, I will take whatever consequence for Like, it doesn't get better by just hoping everything will go away if you don't talk about it.
1: But I, I felt like, honestly, the biggest flaw or shortcoming of the movie that didn't make sense to me was that choice. Like, Zuri, the forest winner... Forrest Whitaker's character says to T'Challa, like, we had to protect the lie. And I was like, well, why, though? T'Chaka was the king, and Jobu had essentially committed treason, and then tried to kill Zuri, and T'Chaka killed him. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure he's heartbroken that he had to kill his brother. But you don't... Cover wonder, it up yeah. and leave your nephew there fatherless and not say anything to anybody. I wonder if, like... I feel like story-wise, I mean, they had to have that to make Killmonger the character. But, like, that doesn't make sense. Well,
0: and I'm still thinking through how to understand that line. Like, we had to maintain the lie. Like, maintain the lie to the Wakandan people. We had to maintain the lie I feel to like it was to Eric, the Wakan
1: I think that... Like, oh, no, not Eric. They didn't care about Eric. I felt like they... I like, felt like what that meant was maintain the lie of, like... Wakanda we're in unsullied no we're an unsullied place because hmm. I mean they didn't expose themselves but actually no they did because claw knew about Wakanda he came for the vibranium right. and then essentially brought killmonger in there so I mean they didn't kill Eric they didn't kill claw they didn't track him down and kill him so like what I kind of felt like it meant hmm. it was a little unclear I guess but yeah. what I took that to mean is uh, protect a lie of like righteousness Yeah. Like, that they Mm -hmm. didn't do anything wrong. And honestly, like, that's why I thought it didn't make sense because, like, yes, he killed his brother, but that was not the wrong thing in that moment. Right. His brother was a traitor who was about to kill... A king's servant or assistant or whatever. So, he didn't need to just dip and leave his nephew fatherless with a murdered father. Yeah. Like, in his apartment. Eric's outside playing basketball, comes upstairs, and, like, Here's his dad in has, like,
0: his dad's room.
1: panther <laughs> claws in his chest. Like, yeah, what do you think that's going to do to, like, your 10-year-old, 12-year-old nephew?
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: And they're just like, no, we need to maintain the line. That was the only thing I thought just didn't make any no, sense. that's a good point. So, slight nitpick, I guess. But it needed well, to happen fair. for the character, I well, guess. Well, and
0: but, I'd love to hear some of other people's thoughts who are watching through this movie. Like, when you get to that point, like, maybe think through it. Like, what does he mean? Like, what... What is the lie that's trying to be maintained there? Like, I maybe there's another angle on that that would make it make a little bit more sense. But I don't have it.
1: Maybe if I watch the commentary and get to the part, I don't know if I've seen that yet. But I mean, it's yeah. no, that's kind of you. the that's whole tough. thing. It hinges on T'Challa learning this about his dad. Like, oh, mm-hmm. this guy that just <laughs> kicked my butt and stole my kingdom from me. My dad set him on his course. Because of an awful, awful, awful mistake he made, and the mistake he made was just not own up to the truth. Yeah. Just because the truth is painful, the the painful truth Quite of his brother mm-hmm. being the traitor. Yeah. And that his brother was trying to kill his friend, and that he felt like he needed to kill him in order is to protect him. Is there another him.
0: reason why we don't own up to truth other than the fact that it's painful? Shame. But shame I mean, is painful, right? Like, yeah, yeah we don't no, like to feel yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Pain and shame. Like, you look at history, I'm sure plenty of stuff we talk about on the show, like, like a not lot to of,
0: downplay it, but like, it all comes back to some sort of form of pain. Yeah. Right.
1: It, it's hard to look at shortcomings and flaws, yeah. whether that's personal or historical or institutional or what have you. It's like, like as humans,
0: we'd rather li- live deceived than face something hard.
1: And man, again, this is a story and we're being like, what if in a story, if King T'Chaka grabbed Eric and is like, hey, I'm going to take you back. Injobi never took him to Wakanda. The whole thing – or Injobu never yeah. took him to Wakanda. Right. It was all built up in his head and he's like, ah, maybe you can't go because I'm kind of an outcast. Right. But if T'Chaka's like, hey – Nephew,
0: Welcome, Let
1: me take you back in open arms. We're so sorry. Maybe he gets adopted. Maybe he stays with the king, and he and T'Challa are raised side by side. And maybe he does challenge T'Challa for the throne, but it doesn't end as brutally as it has to end yeah. in this film, right?
0: Yeah. What if alternate universe? There you yeah. go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All that from a comic book movie, <laughs> oh, right?
0: Yeah. It, so that is that's huge. I mean, just. That truth portion I think that's a that's a huge thing so
1: that's probably the most substantive thing in the film one of them
0: that's yeah that's good and I think getting back to then Black
1: Panther to kind of round out his his journey his journey is Jay, so he finds out his dad isn't perfect he's kind of timid
0: mm-hmm. and he's kind of having to step up to actually do something difficult i you know, I kind of felt like the way that he bowed down and just let everything happen kind of just went with the flow of tradition and everything. And just let this dude come in and take over your whole kingdom, just because you can't beat him in a fight or something. I wonder if the the ritual of like the the having the Black Panther power drain from him and that kind of stuff too, like maybe plays into that, like why that's an important story element that like they're having to fight on equal footing and Uh it's like
1: then it's literally the strongest person gets to be the king. Exactly,
0: but there's at at some point it's it's kind of like why even give this dude that kind of a chance? Or it's like you have this outsider. Who literally has never set foot in your kingdom, who like literally has this bone to pick. Why not just Indiana (laughs) Jones? His dad was like treasonous. And you're just going to be like, yeah, sure, you're a legitimate challenger to the throne. That's true.
1: He shouldn't have accepted that challenge.
0: Like, there's some ways in which you can just say, no, this isn't okay. Like, you've got to be able to. Well, and then you have
1: uh, the Wakabi character going, like, yeah, this Killmonger guy, like, he he killed Claw. T'Challa couldn't do that. Right. And. Man, maybe we do need this kind of brutal guy.
0: Well, and that's one of the things his dad says to him is talking about, like, you need the people closest around you that you can trust. Mm-hmm. And this dude stabbed in the back. Yep. Like, in a big way. Is there, is there even justice for that, like, at, later in the film? Like, what's the res- reconciliation of that? I don't even remember. Well,
1: it, and it was because it was ideological, too. The whole Killmonger was right. Like, Wakabi was on his side and was married i think to a mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. chief i don't know what you call her guard or general yeah they're and so they were just ideologically on other sides and you had like that rhino scene where the rhino is charging at her and he basically surrenders to her like and it's kind of, and that's like the ideological thing where it's like okay like we're beat. like i give up like i'm not on this track anymore hmm. so i mean I'm sure they, they had words yeah, <laughs> off that's screen. You're married. I'm married. I'm sure if well, we opposed our spouses to that kind of degree. And lives were lost. Yeah. I'm sure there are words. But at the same time, it, it wasn't. Yeah, it's hard because it really is a battle of ideas.
0: Well, and speaking of words off screen, too, I mean, you really see the battle of ideas. In that yeah, thing you showed I showed me. you
1: that deleted scene. I was listening to uh, Ryan Coogler and one of his chief producers talk mm-hmm. on a podcast saying how great there's a deleted scene. So if you have the Blu-ray or if you have it on digital, there is a deleted scene with Okoye and Wakabi where they actually talk it out. It's like a two-minute scene.
0: Yeah, and I thought it was really good. To me, when you showed me that, I was like, this, honestly, to me, this, I felt, could have, obviously, the it, the directors or, you know, the editors, as they were putting it together, they couldn't find a spot for it. Yeah, basically, it was
1: cut because it's you couldn't have it before it happened, and at the end, it's just kind of a train running towards the conclusion, right. and you don't want to stop it for a two-minute marital, like, ideation.
0: But what was really helpful in that is that when I was watching the movie, one of the things that, to me kind of pulled me out of the immersion was the whole like monarchy thing. Like the thing I came away with at a certain point was like, this is why you don't do monarchy. Cause then dumb <laughs> stuff like this can happen where some random dude shows up on your doorstep says, Hey, I you be have the to king. fight me by some tribal law. And then he's like, well, I guess I have to lose the fight. And now you like literally have all the power of your country. like So many cool shots
1: in the movie when Killmonger steps into the room after oh, he's king. The upside down with the music. Yes. Like every time I see that movie, That's that so moment good. lands perfectly. That's like a perfectly edited scene. Yeah.
0: This, yeah. All the cinematography oh, there. Everything was good.
1: Yeah. Perfect.
0: Yeah. Because it is. It's It's like they literally. It's upside down. Yeah. It literally turns the whole world upside down for yes. these people. And he just lets them do it, like for the dumbest reasons, it seems like. But then the deleted scene you were mentioning kind of connects it all through to like what it represented, what he represented in like the social moment of Wakanda, feeling like they had more to offer, that feeling like they didn't just have to
1: hide. That T'Challa was not bringing justice to the people who were attacking it and their brethren around the world. And that was. That was, that was his dad's. That was Killmonger's dad's whole thing, where it's like he kind of flipped and became "quote unquote" treasonous, which actually was treason. But he should have just gone and talked to his brother, right. as
0: opposed to like pulling a gun out on a dude.
1: Yep, not a great thing to do with a guy that has a Black Panther suit. Right? <laughs> yeah, but
0: kind of representative of. But seeing like, that the suffering that he yeah. feels,
1: seeing the suffering, he's mm-hmm. like, "Our people are." And, and then you have all of the really nicely done. I didn't think it was being heavy-handed or beating you over the at all the social issues that we face in our days like there, there was the slavery but like the over policing and the incarceration and like
0: the assassination of our people are
1: being are being oppressed Mm -hmm. and we're hanging out in wakanda just chilling we got all our very brainium and like we're living large and like my brother's suffering is not my problem so he took it up to be like I want to help. Didn't do it the right way. Got in with claw, all these things. Killmonger right. obviously didn't want to do it the right way, but he's like, I want to help. Right.
0: And so the whole thing, Well, of, no,
1: that's yeah. false. It's not, I want to help. It's, I want to dominate. I want so to dominate. Yes. you have the, the seed of an idea that with is good. Yeah. That goes to where he is a villain where it's like, I want to dominate.
0: Right. That's why I say too, he is such a sympathetic character because yeah. there's aspects of that where you can say like, I mean, yeah, if there was a country out there that had all of these crazy resources that was so far ahead technologically from everyone else that, like, had good social order and perspective on things, obviously not so much when somebody can just come in and (laughs) trash the whole thing, but you would think, like, man, you should be participating on the global stage. So to me, that scene, just to kind of wrap it back up, like, that kind of tied it back into, this isn't just some weird, like, You know, oh, you found a loophole in the monarchy and the tribal law to like do a stupid hostile takeover that makes zero sense at all. Some
1: people were behind him.
0: But it was literally like he had some backing, he had some support of no, he's actually bringing some of the aggression that we kind of want, that we feel like is ours, maybe by right, which there's a danger there, right? Of pursuing what you feel like is just trying to right wrongs
1: with. Improper methods,
0: yeah, like being willing, and that was the thing for him. Like the the dude who's the Rhino leader. Oh yeah, guy, uh, Wakabi. Yeah, sure. He's kind of got this moment where it's like he's willing to sacrifice values to get what he feels like is justice for him. Sure. And it's shown in that movie is is wrong, right? As as the wrong oh, choice yeah. to make. Nobody's on his side. Right after. I mean, after they resolve uh, all the civil war sure. stuff that they go through. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, sympathetically,
1: they... <laughs> one of, I just remembered, uh-huh. one of the things I remember the first time I saw it, when they had that moment where he was charging on the rhino towards um, the M'Baku, the leader of the gorilla tribe, mm-hmm. and his wife steps in front of the rhino and the rhino yes. stops because like, and just looks around the he, face. he loves her and he's like, oh, it's like, it's mom. And he licks right. her or whatever. And he gets off and they have their little exchange and he's like, would you really kill me or something like mm-hmm. that? And, like, she lifts her spear, like, dead, right neck. dead <laughs> serious, She's like, for Wakanda, like, in without an instant question. or something, like, it, without question. I had a group of five or six black ladies behind me the first time I saw it. They went nuts. They were yeah. cackling and cheering. They loved it because it's like, he's wrong. Right. He's wrong. It's not just going to be like, you're my woman. You're going to, like, you, you got my back, right? She's like, no, I don't.
0: Right yeah and it's it's a powerful moment really because you do have i mean she's as- she's a very strong character
1: she's like the head general or whatever she's yeah. like in charge of the army
0: she's martially like and physically obviously really strong, and he yields to her,
1: which is interesting,
0: yeah, just from a biblical perspective, obviously it's kind of turning things around a little bit in a way, but like there's a place for it where there's moral grounds that people are standing on and saying like this is right, this is wrong like
1: well, and in that moment, he realized, like, hey, been a good run. Like, we don't have a chance. And also, it's pretty crummy to try to oppose my wife and my best friend, too. Like, they actually have our best. Like, it'd be great to get vengeance on everybody, well, but that's probably and, not And the... they're
0: showing that scene. He's looking around, and he's seeing, like... His guys die. Who's dying here? Like, who's who's, like... Who's suffering here? It's Wakanda. all of our people. It's yeah. all Wakanda. So,
1: And he's like, man, I want to stop all the suffering of waiting. my people. Yeah. And he's like, oh, snap, I'm causing the suffering of my people.
0: Right. And like, at least to think in that moment, like, maybe this isn't the way. Yeah. Like, maybe, maybe there's some things that are right True. about what I'm feeling and what I'm seeing. But maybe this isn't the way. And ultimately, that drives back to um, T'Challa's character. And some of the stuff he ends up realizing about how he should deal with things, right? Yeah. So he has a big fight, Killmonger. Um, really
1: nicely choreographed too. Like mm-hmm. there's all these stakes, and like you said, it goes up and down. It never stops being entertaining, and it never stops like being done really well.
0: Right. And um, so when he when he delivers like the fatal blow. To which really which in doesn't some ways, usually
1: happen in the MCU. It's kind of that's true. more powerful and impactful.
0: Yeah, and in some ways too. Like there's this option given to like, no, you can live.
1: Oh yeah, because they got sure he's really got like the healing, like oh, yeah. the vibranium technology. You could totally it, it healed uh, Martin Freeman's character in like a day of like a spinal gunshot. Yeah,
0: and so he's got this this huge knife in his chest, and he Oof. starts reminiscing of like man my dad always talked to me about how great like a Wakanan sunset is and this kind of stuff and like never even seen this whole place like this is just all like he's just it's almost like he's realizing like the way he's the way missed out the, on the wonder and the beauty of this place because he wanted to dominate it so badly so T'Challa takes him out they see it he's like it's beautiful and then he's given the offer of hey like we can heal you like Wants to bring him around to, like, this doesn't have to be a fatal wound. But that's not what he chooses. No. Ultimately, he's like, I would rather you bury me with the people whose bodies were thrown into the sea, who jumped over the boats, rather than be in bondage. Because they knew that, like, to die free was better than to live bonded. And he he says, like, what would you do? you just lock me up. you just incarcerate me. Yeah. And so, just once again, tying in a ton of the themes there that they're hitting on. Yeah. So once again, such a sympathetic villain in a in a lot of ways.
1: Because I mean, you can't not feel for him in that moment. Yeah. Where it's like, man, he's made those decisions to get there. You you want to see him get a second chance, but you also understand like he's like, no, like I I don't want to. This is who. Yeah. I don't want to be a lifelong prisoner.
0: Right. Yeah. And and I, I mean, you see the way it goes for villains too in the MCU. Like that's it. Like and until they get out and do the next heinous thing or whatever, you know. Yeah. They don't really stop being the bad guy.
1: Except, which is also, uh, we've been talking for a while, we might want to get to wrapping things up. Mm-hmm. I haven't done an official ranking, and Captain Marvel just came out. Endgame's coming up soon, but if you take the three Avengers movies out of it, mm-hmm. Black Panther is definitely in my top five, if not top three, Marvel movies. Hmm. Cause it's it's such mm-hmm. a strong movie from top to bottom. The villain, I think, the only one that can really contend with him is Winter Soldier, which is also a great like thriller film. Yeah, and a sympathetic and complicated bad guy yeah. who actually goes on to get redeemed, which right. is interesting. So See, I mean, really, hero. Yeah, really, I feel like yeah, Winter Soldier. Uh, yeah, Captain America, Winter Soldier, and this, or or maybe my top two.
0: Yeah. It's it's good. I don't know. I can't really read it There's so many all.
1: good... They're getting so... Like, they got the formula down so good, like you said. Mm-hmm. And they had, like, Spider-Man Homecoming and Thor Ragnarok. They're all mm-hmm. so fun and so good. So, I don't know. But it's, it, it's up there very high. It's a good, good It's brother. got real stakes, and, and I really do appreciate that. It's like... They took care of him.
0: So, I mean, is there any reason you wouldn't recommend this film?
1: That's an interesting question. I didn't even know if we were going to talk about that. Um, I have seen all the Marvel movies. I don't know if you've seen all of them, have you? Maybe nah, you missed a couple I'm here sure and there? There's
0: a few here and there.
1: So they started I mean, for being honest, Iron Man, I wouldn't necessarily say it's necessarily disqualified, but Iron Man definitely had some suggestive content in there with Tony Stark's like Playboy Lifestyle. Sure. But the movies were relatively pretty clean. Like, obviously, there's violence yeah. and blood and, like, some language, mm-hmm. but I think it was probably with, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, they started getting a little saltier. Mm-hmm. Pushing some... the language boundary a little more. Yeah. Yeah. And That's with true. some of the newer ones, maybe a little bit more bloody and a little, little more bit more obscenity. this and that, yeah. I'm probably a more permissive... I imagine. I'll You're be shocked open. if I'm not a more permissive parent than my wife. Sure. But... I, I think it all lands, and it all makes sense. But yeah, there was, there was some language in the movie. Not a ton. That's true. But I do remember going, like, I have a nephew that's like six or seven, and like, and it all made sense. It's like, uh, especially in some of They're the scenes. They're not just
0: throwing it in there to have, like, racy stuff or to have, no. like... And I, and I feel like
1: even some of the films maybe were a little salty just to be salty i felt like it, it worked in black one. panther yeah no i don't think it was necessarily over the top but but there was probably more language than uh definitely the earlier marvel films mm, yeah no, so a, that's a good observation it's a consideration if that's yeah. different i i'm not anybody's holy spirit different people have different things a yeah. little bit of language absolutely but yeah, IMDB's great. It has got all sorts of stuff. Uh nothing other than that that would be my own you know, I, I might not even raise that. Like if you're a grown up, <laughs> I I would just say, Hey, you've seen Black Panther? It's pretty great, huh?
0: Yeah, no, I think I think it's good. I'll probably to show think it about to, that angle. I'll yeah, hold
1: on. I, I would show it to Ezra before I showed him like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies.
0: Yeah. I didn't. You you know.
1: Yeah, my, no, they're they're a little bit those. more crass. Or even yeah. Ant Man. Like it's sure, fun, but yeah. it's a little bit more crass. That's so true. So I would definitely show them Black Panther before I showed them Guardians or the Ant Man movies. Because it it is all substance. It's in service of a lot of real things. And I'm and we even talked. We've talked about in our media show, like mm-hmm. whether it's an album that has language or a movie that has language. Right. Like there is a difference between being exploitative and sensational and genuine. And I'm not going to say, like, the whole argument, ah, sin is sin, sure. But, like, I didn't write the screenplay. I didn't write those words down. I didn't say those words in front of the camera. So if it serves the story, let your conscience kind of be your guide on that one.
0: No, and, you know, we're still going to still wrestle through those things, still think about those things. So I think it's a good thing to bring up for people to wrestle through, think through, and be aware of. Um, But, yeah, I would say, I mean, this is one I would definitely watch with my parents, watch with my family. Like, um, it's, it's good to think about, good to talk about. So,
1: I mean, I have it in my digital collection, mm-hmm. but that's one I, I buy and have on my shelf. Like, that's, sure. it's a great one. Yeah. Very rewatchable.
0: Absolutely. So if you haven't checked out Black Panther yet, we'll get that iTunes link for you in the show notes so that you can purchase it,
1: watch it, and continue to enjoy that. So moving forward here, I, we're certainly not going to be doing this every time, Being uh, meaning the polls. So we're not going to have a poll and have the listeners decide every True. substantive cinema or every substantive song. So one of these song. days, you guys I'll will get a let chance you tra- to decide. Hey, if you think there's an Inception. hour's worth of actually substantive things to talk about Inception, let those votes come. But we're not just going to decide said, to do some, an Inception. Some of those month.
0: folks out there want us to talk an hour about like the very last scene only, too.
1: That's so stupid. Uh, no, well. It either is or it isn't. Who knows? I'm not Chris Nolan. Chris Nolan doesn't even know. Chris Nolan wants you to figure it out, so you figure it out. Like, it doesn't matter. figured <laughs> it out, Philip. You haven't because the writer <laughs> didn't figure it out. It doesn't matter. That's um, so good. So look for- yeah, but we will um, probably every now and then be taking polls on... Send us an email at thesubstancepod@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Tell mm-hmm. us what movies you think have important themes or are, are really excellent that would yeah. be worth looking at in a longer form. And we even talked about maybe doing – I don't know how this would work with our time yeah. as we're not necessarily getting a ton of cash coming in through this. It's not doing a fun a job for a sure. a topic toss-up with – some of these things so yeah
0: that was a great idea um
1: i think that's great we might have to do stuff we've already seen or maybe do some Mm -hmm. short form stuff to talk about four movies in one show would be pretty gnarly
0: yeah uh be tough but yeah you could also if you're on twitter send us a tweet at the send us a tweet at the substance pod
1: and you can call us on our phone line
0: 913-703-3888
1: And also, just feel free to leave us a message, like you said, on the phone line.
0: You guys have probably just recently heard, uh, we've had some listener mail, uh, a voicemail, and so we've got to play that on the episode. So if you call in that number and leave a voicemail, you could end up on the show. So there's some incentive right there for you. Um, But yeah, check us out on Facebook, check us out on Twitter, let us know what movies we should do next, let us know your thoughts on some of the things we had already talked about and uh anything else before we wrap up this
1: episode phil i wish i would have written down i definitely have a thing you could probably see on my face i was trying to remember oh really what in the world it was i don't know maybe if i come up with it we'll insert it in later but that's about it for me on that one i think
0: so for now it's the substance signing
1: off reminding you what huh no go ahead (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) Yeah, you're signing off. You're doing a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it, it is a podcast. I'm outside
0: critic man. It is a podcast. <laughs> you're like those. You're like that. Like both of those old dudes sitting up in the thing yeah. in the Muppets, like just <laughs> pff, that guy's doing a podcast.
1: <laughs> I'm on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: true. Anyway, uh, thanks for joining us today. We will see you later, and remember, what is true is always greater than what is simple.
1: Bye.